Hello and welcome to Journey Through Decacast, a Kamen Rider retrospective through the lens of Decade, where I am Shin Garrett. I'm Evan. And I'm Chris. And I was wondering if you were going to use any of that recording that we just did for like the past 10 minutes, Garrett. Um, maybe. I might I might save it for a rainy day. <laughs> Let's toss it in as a bonus. Well, today we're doing Kamen Rider Kuga 29 through 32, right? Yes, 30. not... Yes, 32. Yeah, yeah, not 28 through 31, where I could not know remember how numbers work. That's fine. Yeah, multiples of four are hard. Yeah, math is hard, guys. <laughs> Just a bit. They also used it this episode, though, so... They, used, they did a bunch this episode. It's like the end of the second... It feels like the end of the second arc of the show, and, uh... Things are going down. Things are happening. It's interesting. We get another recap episode. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not super into the recap episode. But yeah, the recap episode's pretty lame. But uh, I was really, especially because episode thirty ends so dramatically. And yeah, then- <laughs> and then thirty one's just like, <gasps> let's talk about what happened, how we got here. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, I guess I guess we might as well get started with episode twenty nine, which is called Crossroads. Right. Cross- this one opens on a character we haven't seen in a while. Uh, do you guys remember his name? Uh, um, no. It's na- I know he's named in the next episode, he and is- I remember hearing his oh. name and thinking, I should remember that. But no, I, I can't remember. remember his name. I'm pretty sure it's Chono. Yes, it is yeah. Chono. That sounds right. Yeah. It is the guy who admired the unidentified life forms. And got a grungy tattoo on his neck. Yes. And was like pretty suicidal for a while there. Yeah. Also still kind of was a little bit in these episodes. Yeah, because he's sitting there. He has a switchblade that he flips out. And for the entirety of this intro, he just kind of stares at it and broods. Yeah. So, I, so yeah, I guess uh, if you don't want to hear about suicide stuff today, maybe skip a bit ahead <laughs> until we're past this character. But yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, he's trying to move past it is supposed to be the impression they're giving. Yeah, no, it's from this episode, I've got the feeling that he is he is on the road to recovery from where he was, but it's he's still deep in it. Yeah, he's still very depressed, which is uh, understandable. He's still apparently got some sort of chronic medical condition that uh, sucks or something. They didn't don't say what it is. Yeah, I, I was about to ask him, like, did you guys remember about that serious medical condition he had before? Because I didn't until Subaki brought it up. Yeah. I did kind of forget about it until they mentioned it again, yeah. Yeah, it's... It, it was brought up as the reason for why he admired the unidentified life forms in passing, and then I don't remember it being brought up again. Yeah. Yeah, Subaki had been like, you need to get treatment for that, and he was like, well... He was, like, mad about being human and stuff. Yeah. He was yeah. also sad about the human condition, remember? That was, like, his big thing. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and, and, no, because, like, now no one's gonna know, because, like, I didn't, I didn't put that part in. No one heard about the human condition <laughs> talk beforehand. It's just gonna be mysterious and vague now. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm really into Zoot Suit Riot, though. He probably has a real name, but that's his name in my heart. <laughs> Zoot Suit Riot? <gasps> yeah, the guy in the suit. Guy in the suit, are you talking? the Grungy? Yeah, in the suit, think... the villain for these two episodes. Yeah, he's in that really cool suit thing. In these ones, how did I fucking? 
<laughs> he's in the pinstripe suit. Yeah. How did I fucking forget that he that the tur- I, oh because I all right because he spends I always associate him as the turtle. Yeah, he spends most of the episode as a stone turtle guy. That's why it's because it. All right, yeah. Now I'm remaking the connection. It's just he's there is so little connection between him as a human and him as a turtle, other than maybe one or two times, and then he's turtle for most of the rest. It's just all right, yeah. Yeah. I just like calling him Zutsu Riot, honestly. <laughs> well, that's fine. <laughs> Call him what you like. I like. I really like this guy. Actually, he's pretty great. He's pretty cool. Yeah, he's got good he abilities. Might- I think he's like one of my favorite Grungi. I would agree, yeah. He's a lot I feel like he's just a lot more distinctive than a lot of them have been. I think his weapon power is super cool. Yeah, he has tiny little ball and chain. He just does things. a hammer he just does the hammer throw. All yeah, the time. And they like but little ball and chains run between his knuckles and he takes them off, makes them grow, and then like throws them at people. Yeah. Yeah. It's super cool. It's yeah. like a D&D character that just carries around a shit ton of spike chains. Yep. <laughs> uh, we, sp- we skipped ahead a bit because he doesn't show up for quite a bit. No, yeah, that's true. Uh, so we come back from the intro, and we're at Pole Pole, where Godai is cooking uh, curry again, probably. There's a lot of curry in There's these There's a episodes. lot of curry. And Owner is working on his number four scrapbook. Right, saying that it's for the business, he will it'll apparently attract customers because other people who come here like number four. And Godai's like, oh yeah, yeah, number four, yep, yep, that guy. Yep, yeah, this is before, um, spoilers, the the, the news takes him down. Yeah, that's oh, true. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, uh, so owner's talking about how, well, he's been having a lot of upgrade forms, he's getting gold, it's been real cool. And you know now, just if he got some gold on the red form, it would be perfect. Yeah! The, the fact that all of the adults talk about the Kuga forms uh, by, like, color coding makes them all sound like little kids talking about uh, how much they love Kamen Rider. It's pretty great. I'm I'm into this. Yeah, yeah it's it's pretty fun. It's a lot of fun. But yeah, Godai's also like, yeah, the red form does need some gold. That'd be great. I'm gonna leave, I'm gonna go to see Sabaki. See ya. And it oh, cuts yeah, to Sakurako. I immediately blacked out when he went to see Tsubaki because I hate it. It cuts to Sakurako who is working with... She's thinking about translation. She's She's got something to talk to Godai about for these four episodes that she doesn't bring up. Yeah. I think she's... Isn't she just still thinking about that one thing about yeah, the, the spring emptying and the power of the warrior or whatever? And the sun going out. And we get the note that the translation of all the text she has is done. We see the yep. screen of her computer. Right. So yeah. she's got some phrase that she's going over in her head that she uh, is having problems with. Which means I hope the show is going to come up with something new for her to do soon. She needs to sit down and talk to Godai, like for realsies. Yeah. yeah. We just need scenes of her and Godai chat, and those are great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jean and uh, Maki? Is her name Maki? Mari? Uh, Mika. Mika. Mika, that's it. Both show up, and uh, just, uh, yeah, I guess Mika's in town because she wants to check in on Godai and uh, the progress of the research at the Institute. Well, yeah, she was the one who found the bug robot with uh, with Jean, so yes. she wants to see the yeah. bug robot. She, and they're like, hey, I'm- Oh yeah, we wanted to go to the research institute. Oh, gee, John, 
You haven't been over there in a while. What's going God on? God damn it. Chris? God damn it. We're, I'm so upset that you're right. Same. I, I feel like it was pretty obvious, guys. I'm not going to lie. I didn't want it to be real, Chris. I also didn't want it to be real. I, want, I feel I like as compensation, you get the amazing scene in the next episode of Mika just... <laughs> Totally <laughs> blowing, totally blowing up John's spot. Yeah, it's pretty great. It's <sighs> keep this lovey dovey bullshit out of my common rider. I also want to know, like, what, like, other because there's clearly other things that happened between them that they just didn't show, and I want to know that. Yeah, they've had conversations. Apparently, they've obviously had conversations that we haven't seen. I, I don't know. I think maybe just John's been like, you know, really personal with her a few times and she's just like a very business oriented person is just not really picked up on it and been like and maybe interpret that as her being cold or something. Maybe nothing else happened than what we've seen. Maybe I see that. Maybe. I don't know. It just seemed like in the next episode they were like they were being super awkward with each other. <laughs> Well, yeah, because Mika's like, oh, you know, he's totally got a crush on you, right? But even, even like, before that. <laughs> oh, you know, he was talking about this beautiful woman he'd been seeing. <laughs> oh, and I guess that's you. <laughs> it's amazing. It's pretty good. After Sakurako makes it awkward for Gene, and he kind of looks off to the side like, Ugh. we cut to Anakita and the chief of police. Who are, we gotta make better guns. We gotta make better. We gotta make better guns. I mean, wait, is this the part where she's like, "We made better bullets, but I didn't account that we now need better guns for those bullets." No, not yet. That's later. Okay, that does happen though. Yes, yeah, no, that's that does happen. They're just basically chatting about the fact that bringing it up of well, things are happening with the Garangi. We don't actually know their true motive. Number four is kind of our buddy. The only thing we know is they keep getting stronger. This yeah, is, and the is... chief knows that he's a young guy named Godai, but he's never met that guy, so he was just asking Enokita about Yeah, it. we we get I get the feeling that Enokita is the one that over these couple episodes spreads it to everybody that's not directly related. Yeah, because uh, Gene says specifically that's where he heard it from. Yeah, and but like Ichijo spreads it to the rest of his to the rest of the task force. Right. But Anakita told other people too. I don't know yeah. who though. It's not a real it's not a well kept secret. Yeah. Uh I I was kind of hoping for a scene where someone was like, Anakita, why are you telling everybody about uh about Godai? And she was like, I didn't know it was a secret. Yeah. <laughs> because it hasn't been. And Garrett, you're you're half correct because this scene ends with her saying to the chief of police that we've been having a lot of requests to make a bunch of different new bullets. And we're rushing as fast as possible, but it's going to take some time. They do foreshadow the new bike, though. They do. When we get the next scene where uh, they come up to this new bike, and it's apparently because of the stress of how Goram fuses with the bike. It's too much, and it's destroying the... uh, Which is... Yeah, it's like destroying the frame, but like that's that's weird, because then... Like, boy, that sure seems like they are specifically making that bike for Kuga. No, yeah, that's... Specifically making it for Kuga, and then later they say no. Yeah, surely nothing, nothing's going to change to change the public opinion on, on Godai being good and everything. <laughs> no, not nothing at all. Nope. Uh, then we go to the Garangi, 
who are having a con- well, it's uh, Boa Lady and Imperial. I guess I'm going to oh, yeah. call him. They're they're in an elevator. They're in an elevator going up. Yeah, the dude with the uh, the like Banana Republic dictator yes. shoulder pads. Yes, yes. <gasps> they're heading up to a penthouse. Uh, Boa, Imperial, and uh, Batman. Where there are a set of... Bat guy, not Batman. Bat dude. <laughs> Bat dude. Yeah, Batman's copyrighted, we can't Who, use it. Yeah, and there is another quick camera cut of him putting his hand inside his jacket and rubbing something. Yeah, it, I think he's supposed to be grasping something inside his jacket, but it looks like he just in- angrily starts rubbing his nipples. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> I, like, I think I, I have a theory of, of what he wants to do. Okay. All right. Um, hit us. It, it, it's spoiling the later episodes, but whatever. We're gonna get there anyway. Um, in the later episodes, they're talking about the final, the final game, yes, and after right. like so much, something happens. The final game happens. So I'm yeah. thinking he's waiting till like right near the end to then do a kill steal and then win. Probably. Although it does seem weird. Uh, is this that, like, like a Quidditch situation where like there's a whole game, but then only the last kill is the thing that matters? Yes, so, yes, I'm going to guess. Like, yes, the entire game up until now was totally pointless. Though, does anyone ever like acknowledge him or even look at him anymore? Not in this. Ep- not in these couple episodes, really. Not really. Ever since he dug up that thing from Nagoya. The mountain, yeah, the I don't mountain. Which one it was? Whatever. It's ever like nobody's paid attention to him. Nobody has. None of the Garangi have really talked to him. He hasn't had any real lines. Hasn't it been since they since it started being just the Go left? Yeah, like none of the Go really talked to him. I think it was almost even like after he got um smacked around. After they're like, oh, you had your chance, and you ran away like a loser and didn't even get blown up. Yeah, you yeah. didn't get blown up like the rest of us. <laughs> so, I don't know. There's something weird going on with him. Yeah. Also, this this method of killing for, for Zoot Suit Riot is great and wonderful, yes. and I won't hear any naysaying about it. <laughs> uh, Boa comes up into this penthouse, and yes, there's a set of a guy, it's two guys and a woman who are playing roulette. One of them's in a zoot suit. And I guess he gets convinced to join the Wayo. You know, I think it's just his turn. Yeah, I I assume it's it's just his turn. Maybe. I'm not sure. She holds up her little little unlocky ring thingy, but doesn't actually, like, do the belt touching thing with it. No, not that. Not yet. Not for this guy, as far as I can tell. Then we go to the hospital in Tsubaki, where, um... Uh, <laughs> I hate Wait, this explanation. I hate the explanation that the defibrillator actually is what triggered Godai's upgrade forms. I, I mean, they're just speculating. <laughs> well, it's... Well, Tsubaki says that the, the... From... What's the exact line? I meant it as a joke, but in the end, I can't find anything other than the use of the defibrillator to explain why you've gotten that golden power. <laughs> I, I think the it. idea, I think the idea is supposed to be that, like, then they're like, oh, well, yeah, your, but your will, like, you keep drawing on more power with your, like, willpower and stuff. So I think that's supposed to be what's actually happening, but, like, he's trying to give a scientific explanation, and he can't think of anything other than that time he zapped him with a defibrillator. Yeah, in the recap episode, they're like, Godai will these with his own power. Yeah, that's true. 
also the uh, using the upgrade form is bad because it makes um the thing get closer to your brain, which then makes you a living weapon, which is bad. Well, it's yeah, it's the his nervous system is growing and he's getting more like he's getting more connections between his brain and his muscles so that they can talk faster and move yeah. better. Yeah, we went through this earlier. He he gets more nerve so he can kick and punch better. Yeah. Yes. The belt venom is what I took away from this. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <sighs> venom, they won't know what hit them. But yeah, it's you're wondering it's like why does why is it only ever making him stronger? And Godai is of course like, "Well, it's because I want to become stronger to protect people." And Tsubaki the realized is just like, "Oh, and maybe because it's making you a living weapon." Yeah. That's kind of bad. <laughs> Or because Godai wants to see everybody smile. It's like, so is is your right leg fine? Because <laughs> with how these nerves are growing into your leg, you should be in excruciating pain. Yeah, it's like, man, you're going to give one hell of a kick later on. It does raise an interesting question of, like, if he wanted to, like, write a novel really well, would he get, like, more brain nerves? Is it just because he can only think of helping people by punching and kicking monster guys that he, that this is what's happening? Well, I thought, I thought the getting to the brain was the bad part. That was what, was that was what was, we've never actually gotten a direct statement that that would be bad. We've just gotten them looking at it and going, hey, this stuff is sending tendrils up towards your brain and we have no idea what will happen if it reaches you, it might be bad. We've never actually said specifically that it would be, just we don't know what's going to happen, it might be. Which is weird, because it's also kind of implying that, like, he's got more nerves, but they're not connected to his brain at all, which, uh, how do they work then? (laughs) Uh, uh, magic. Okay, yeah, fair, I guess. Common writer power. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I definitely throw Kuga in the more uh, mystical um, camp than the science camp. Oh yeah, definitely. Kuga is, all, is definitely mystically based. Uh, I get more of a biopower feel from him, but hey, you know, it it is kind of it is pretty magic feeling. Godai leaves, while Tsubaki and Ichijo look at each other worriedly, and they're like, "We should call Sakurako. We should. Yeah, it's important to talk to her." And apparently this is affecting Godai more than he's letting on, because we see him go out and get on his bike and kind of pause and be like, ah. <sighs> Oh, I thought weird. that was just him, like, being kind of worried in general, not that it was bothering him or something. Well, yeah, but it's the thing of he's not showing his worry in front of other people. He's waiting until he's alone. Okay. Yeah, I see what you mean. But yes, then we get introduced to... The killing method <laughs> of our monster of the week. <laughs> I really love it. You get to see these people walking down the street. The scarf dude pops out and he's Zabacus, but we don't see. Oh, it's like, where's the Garangi? Nope. There's just rocks coming out of the air. Rocks on chain. <laughs> Smashing into things. It's like, you targeted 54 people and killed 32. It's so good. He's he's sniping people with balls and chains. He's sniping people with hammer throws. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, is it really sniping? It seems more like he's just kind of randomly throwing them. Okay, 
You know what, though? The second time they give the number, he hit 51 out of 54. It's true. He's clearly getting better at it, which maybe that's what the point of the Soweo is. Maybe. Who knows? They've never really done this sort of comparison before, so it's not clear, but it seems like he's clearly practicing in this case. Yeah, he's getting ready for the Grungi Olympics. Right, targeted <laughs> 54 and hit 37 that first time. He's going to be the best shot putter in the universe. Yep. Let me go back to Chono in the Adachi Ward, where he is making art. He's yeah. doing a drawing. It's very nice. And then he matte coats it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because he is trying, he's entering a, he wants to enter a competition for an advertising agency that would basically, it's like, hey, make us art and then we'll pay you a pittance to use that art. Yeah, and this you'll is- get paid an exposure. This is this is destined to be tragic from the get go. Oh yeah, because <laughs> it's he's finished it the day of, and he's only got a couple hours beforehand. Yeah, yeah. It is yep. a really nice piece, though. So it I was is. hoping it would turn out well. But nope, of course it won't. No, why would that happen? That's silly. Let me go back to the hospital where uh, Tsubaki and Ichijo are finishing up a conversation about Godai. We only get the tail end of it. It's like, it, uh, we'll just have to believe in Godai and his thumbs-up gesture. Yeah. That's kind of like the the, the thread that kind of runs through this. Is like, you should we should listen to Godai. Yeah. Uh, Joe gets a call from headquarters about the attack in Sumida Ward. And tries to contact Godai, but Godai's already on the way. Yeah, he's on top of it. He's ready to get to work. Mm-hmm. And then we see how the Garangi are choosing their uh, victims. They're using time. the roulette thing. Yes, they're using a roulette table. It's so dumb. I love it. Roulette table and a map. I love that the dude in the suit is super into gambling. Yes. Uh, I like the the roulette table makes more sense than like what? Wh- whatever the fucking music thing was from the yeah, last no. person. I don't know. It's I silly. mean, I thought it was pretty on key. Mm-hmm. Nah, that was bad. In tune? Garrett, no. <laughs> no. In tune would have been better. I should have used that. <sighs> They're both so, bad. I'm trying to figure out <laughs> what Zoot Suit Riot's, um, like, the things he wears as a human that indicate he's a turtle. Um, I have no clue. Yeah, because, like, everybody else has had something. I mean, it's not really the pinstripes, because he's got more of, like, a like a fractal pattern on his shells. Yeah. I don't know. But, uh, we get to see the attack finish again while Scarf Dude and Common Rider Garangi have a chat. Because Common Rider Garangi pulls up. He's like, oh, so... I-, I know one thing. Uh, when he takes off his jacket, you can see that he's wearing suspenders with little balls tied onto them periodically. That oh. uh, So sort of like his little... His little uh, knuckle things oh that's pretty good that would do it but yeah yeah you're kind of right it's not a lot of matchup no not really uh common rider garangi names the turtle as gamego and they get and he and scarf guy watch as more of these balls come down and cause car accidents smash through a bunch of windows he's game ra's evil brother i guess yeah Yeah, the evil evil second cousin of Gamera. Yeah. 
And in this ki- in this this attack, he targeted 54 people and killed 51. The Go are making a lot of progress quickly in their game. Yeah, they're they're good. They're good at their at their game. Unlike those mm-hmm. those other scrubs. Yeah, it's great. And we see Chono on a bus, who is uh trying to make it to the place where he can submit it in time. He's on the bus. He's and so there close. Might be delay. He's so close. He'll just make it. <laughs> he's not gonna make it. No, he's not gonna make it. After we see Chono, we go to Jonan University, where Sakuraka is looking through old files and finds the original page that uh, Godai sent to her with some writing from the ru- or the um, tomb, the original tomb in Nagano. Yeah, the first big symbol they used from the uh, from the language. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's from like way back from like episode like one or two. Yeah, no, we haven't mm-hmm. seen that in a long time. Yeah, he must have sent this while he was waiting in that building that got attacked by the spider guy. Yep. where he got the belt. Oh yeah, that's right. Hmm. Uh, she gets a call from Tsubaki, and he's like, "Hey, I got something important to tell you. So could you come by?" Sakurako agrees. He's not going to hit on her this time. So, yeah, Tsubaki, Tsubaki has, is doing really good this time. He has some good moments. I, I, I kind of, I don't know. Tsubaki, uh, the way he deals with uh, Chono in the next episode made me actually like really mad at him. I was like, you're a dick, it's, Tsubaki. No, it's not a good way, but it is very, it felt very much in line with how a guy Tsubaki's age in Japan at this time, would react to that situation. Maybe, but it's still pissed with me the, off. With the, yeah, no. <laughs> I'm giving an ex- it is My explanation does not lessen the no, frustration I, that Tsubaki gets. Yeah, no, it's... It makes sense for him to react the way he does, I feel. Even if it is particularly shitty. Yeah, we'll get there in a few minutes. Yes. Though, but yeah. Uh. So ch- yeah. Ch- uh. Speaking of Chono, he's uh riding the bus. The bus gets stopped in this police blockade that they're trying to keep people from going into the areas that they think deadly balls and chains are going to be raining down from the sky periodically. Oh. Oh, you skipped the. Uh, you skipped the uh, Enokita, or John and Mika going to the research institute. Oh, did quick. I? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, they show up there, too. Yeah. Yes, uh, they go there, and Jean has a nice thing of, oh, I see an Akita. <sighs> I'm going to stare at her. <sighs> yeah, and one of like, the side researchers, side researchers is like, you've got a kid with you? It's like, what? Who's, who's oh, this yeah. girl? He's like, hey, hey, Jean, how's it going? He's like, oh, hey, guy who has a name that I didn't write down. <laughs> Shina-san. Yeah, that, that person. And then uh, Godai and Ichijo show up at the building that Turtle Dude is throwing rocks off of. And gasp, they see him. I know. It, I love that they are down on the ground floor, and they go inside. They go up a little while, and they see him. They're like, oh, no. Godai just jumps up there. But yes, then we have the scene of the guy on the bus. Yeah, th- they have a, like, Ichijo has a line where he's like, Hey, we should check out the area before backup gets here. And I was like, that sounds like the exact opposite of what you wanted to. Yeah. <laughs> you call <laughs> the backup so that it's less dangerous to check out the area. No, Ichijo acts as if he's in a movie at all times. 
Yeah, Ichijo's is better than the rest of them. I don't think Ichijo knows what the purpose of backup is. (laughs) (laughs) I think he just thinks that, I think he think I think that he thinks that backup means people to do the paperwork after I have already fixed everything. Yeah, no, that's it. (laughs) It's too early for Ichijo to have seen Hot Fuzz, though. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Um, but Godai just jumps up there because because blue form is is OP with traversal. Yes, right. Yeah, there's like two times in this episode he turns into blue form for just like a quick second. I mean, it's perfect for traversal. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Because Godai and Ichijo come out on top. Yes, they come out on top of the building they went into, and they look up as I see. Oh, on top of this other building is the turtle guy. So Ichijo calls on the phone, and yes, Godai transforms into blue form and just like, fuck you, I'm jumping. <laughs> well, I mean, Godai does all the work anyway. What does it matter? And then he red form kicks the guy off the building. Well, it's, I really like, it's a really neat scene of events, a uh, sequence of events, because they see him start to start throwing. So Godai, Superman leaps up into the air, gets up to the same area, flips, do, or does a flip transforming into red form as he does so and lands kicking the guy kicking the turtle right and then yes kicks him off of the building that's not even gonna be the first time that that ha- that's not even gonna be the last time that it happens too no it's not humorously while he is falling off the building the other two grunky who are helping him at the roulette table uh see him fall <laughs> past the window and have a real like oh here we go again yeah. look, and like meander out of the room they were in yeah it's like oh, i guess we should leave <laughs> uh and one of them is um i one of them i was not actually able to tell which gender this person is but they're really hot either way Yes, the person in the purple spangled suit. They are both androgynously pretty. It's pretty Mm -hmm. great. Yeah. I concur. So, Kuga drops down on the floor. All the music stops. He starts creeping up to the crater because obviously the monster's dead. And he gets grabbed on the leg and thrown! Yeah, getting kicked off a building? This guy's fine. He doesn't even look like it hurt him at all. He's a turtle, it's fine. His thing is defense, as as is shown in this... Because they start a fight, which is, this is good, this is a well-choreographed fight. I like it. Yeah, the Suit yeah. actor's got some good work going on. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. good. Yeah, the Kuga suit actor actually does some good work in this section of episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, the turtle is using one of his little ball and chain things. He just holds it like a, he holds the chain and swings it around and is trying to hit Godai. He's using it yeah. as a flail. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, I, what I was looking for. I, I assume this is just what you do in D&D when you have a spike chain. <laughs> I mean, kind of, yeah. They're usually not two-handed in our in RPGs, though. Oh, no, they are. Uh, spike chains are two-handed. Oh, okay, well, a spike chain. I was thinking, like, a Morningstar or something. But yeah. Oh, well, yeah, that, uh, yeah, that's different. So Kuga does some dodging, lands by his bike, pulls out the handle, goes to purple form. And we cut to Chono, who, after the scene of him being on the stuck, because we told Chris it was later, and then we skipped over it. Um, (laughs) there was a scene of chono being stuck on a bus in traffic yeah because of the fight kuga was having yeah and the police come by in the other lane they're like yeah we're closing this down so chono's like well i gotta get the fuck out of this bus and i'm just gonna run the rest of the way i I gotta make it here on my deadline it's super important yeah but yeah yes then we see him running down the street and he comes upon the police blockade and they're like hey 
you you can't go this way. Number four and thirty nine are fighting, and you might die. And Chona's just like, no, fuck this. I'm just gonna go. Don't care. I don't yep. care. And then the episode ends. Yeah, it ends with him yelling about if I I have to get past here, let me go. Well, yeah, there's like five police people holding on to him. Like, hey, don't run into the place with the the superhero fight going on. Just you know, <laughs> yeah, maybe don't do that. Considering what happens later is real good. Is real good advice. <laughs> True. Well, if it wasn't for Go Bada Ba, who ruins everything. Yeah, that is episode twenty nine. Yep. Mm-hmm. Does he not stab the guy in this one? Is no, that the be- that's oh, yeah, the next episode. Yeah, in the beginning of the next episode, which is called Fate. Yes, that is episode thirty. Just Fate, though. There's there's no slashes or knights or, or zeros or <laughs> just regular old Fate. Yeah, we finally get to see the the flawless strategy of getting hit and walking forward fail. Yes. <laughs> Which is, it's, you know, it's actually kind of impressive because this is the very first time that it's directly failed. Yeah. But then it works again when he goes into upgrade form, so whatever. Yeah, but, you know. Uh, Titan form has high damage resistance versus slashing and piercing, but not versus bludgeoning is the problem. <laughs> so, so it's like a skeleton is what you're saying. Right, yeah. Well, it's a plate armor. It still transfers force effectively. It's just yeah. difficult to, like, you know, physically damage it. I'm listening to 1.5. The intro at 1.5 speed is pretty great. <laughs> I'll bet. The whole thing's so like, good. Just every time, I'm just like, is. no I Watch fear. it every time. <laughs> <sighs> Can't do it when we're recording, though. Okay, so we come back from the intro, and Chono is still struggling and trying to get away. And the police are just like, dude, just stop, man. And then one of the, one of the police officers is like, dude, just go another way. And I feel <laughs> like it just turns on a light bulb for him. And Chono's like, fine, uh, and runs the other way. I assume the building he is attempting to deliver this thing to is in the quarantined area or something. Who knows? Or like directly on the other side of it or something. Maybe. It, it's somewhere that going through the quarantined area is the fastest way for him to do it. Yeah. And we go back to Kuga fighting um, Turtle. Yep. And he has, tra- he has transformed into Super Purple. Yep. Is, are they actually, or is it actually called it's, Super Form? It's called Rising. 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 Rising Titan Form. That's what it is. Yeah. And Turtle is trying to hit him in the chest with a ball and chain, but it's doing nothing. Yeah, now his armor is resistant against bludgeoning. Yes. Kuga walks up and stabs him, and it starts crackling and showing the thing, but then the turtle kind of gets this look on his face like, wait, really? Hey, how about I not die? <laughs> yeah, he, he, he like, it's hard to see because, you know, it's a freaking mask that has maybe one or two points of articulation and how the mouth moves, mm-hmm. but the way the suit actor acts, it gave me the feeling of him going... Wait, really? This is it? <laughs> He's like, I'm just going to pull this out now. Yeah, the, the emblem on him disappears, and he just pulls it out of his gut, sp- holding on to the sword, spins yeah, and Cougar around it's and It's not like he didn't him. get stabbed. There's blood all over the end of the sword. Oh, yeah, no, there's, there's a hole in his gut. He got stabbed. He just doesn't care. He got extremely stabbed. He, he uppercuts Kuga and knocks him unconscious. Yep. Yeah, he goes back into glowing, and then he's he's knocked the fuck out. Yeah, Kuga could probably deal with this, but he is incredibly shocked at the fact that this didn't work for once. It was supposed to work. And then it cuts to Chono, 
who is running super fast under an underpass. And he's got to get there. He's got to make it. He's got to make it. He goes around a corner and gets knocked the fuck out. I seriously thought he got hit by a car. Yeah, no, I, I, that, I thought it was going to like, he's going to go around a car and then we'll hear a because on the, crash noise. the warning lights out were on at the end, end of the tunnel. I'm like, oh man, is there a car coming? But no, it's just Turtle Dude apparently cold cocked him while he is in Zoot Suit Riot form and then left after saying something. Yeah, he didn't, he didn't even die. Yeah, he like taunts the guy or something after he knocks him out. I, I don't know. It's not clear. Uh, then we go, okay, that was dumb, and I'm sad I looked at the Garangi subtitle. Stop cheating. That's Wait, the only you... one I've looked, well, that's not true, I've started watching the old episodes with the Garangi subtitles Oh, on. shit! I haven't, uh, I didn't realize that these episodes had Garangi subs in them, I hadn't been Actually, reading them. Actually, the set we had originally also had Garangi subtitles. I didn't even look in the original ones, that makes oh, sense, just, though. Like in, the, uh, our VLC player, it's just under subtitles, they're all there. I can't believe someone went to the effort of translating all this. I'm glad they did. Well, so, yeah, because, like, it, they, they made this real language for this, well, this fake real language for the show, and it, like, it, it you can decipher it. Is Was it, like, on the DVD release of the show or something? No, fans figured it out. Oh, oh shit. That's, that's wild. All right, but, uh, we then see Tsubaki get a phone call from Ichijo. And Ichijo's like, hey, Godai got knocked the hell out. I've left him at the hospital. Please take care of him. I gotta go deal with stuff. Because he's gotta go investigate a crime scene and actually be a cop. Yeah, I mean, that's true. I mean, like, I mean, what's Ichijo gonna do? He's no doctor. Yeah, no, he's, he's, a, he's a goddamn detective. He's a damn good one at that. He's a superhero <laughs> detective. <laughs> um, sure, we'll go with that. I mean, he's constantly putting himself in danger and only survives through plot armors. I don't know how competent he is, but, you know, hey, things turn out well. That counts. <laughs> uh, Sakuraku shows up to talk with Tsubaki, but we don't get to see that conversation. We get a scene cut back to the penthouse, where Ichijo has shown up, and Sugita and Tertiary Cop are investigating the roulette table. I really hope Tertiary Cop gets named at some point. Because he hasn't. I, hasn't he? I thought he had. I don't think... Uh, no, we've gotten... No. Okay. I don't think he's ever been named. Fair enough. Or maybe I'm wrong. Uh, he calls the Research Institute. Or he calls Anakita, I should say. Um, and is asking, Hey, yo, how about them special bullets? And yes, Garrett, here is the thing where they're like, hey, so we made those bullets, <laughs> but we need to make a gun that can fire That's the bullets. That's so good. They're like, we made these bullets, but uh, we need to make a gun to fire them now. I was extremely weird, like, confused about this, because, like, they they don't have any big ju- guns in the entire country of Japan. Like, I know they well, have less guns than us, but, like, really? <gasps> it's... The- they need science guns, though, Chris. The impression <laughs> yeah, I got is that something they did increased like with how the gun with how itch the bullets react in the rifle Ichijo is using later it's it seems like they supercharged the detonation cap or something yeah i mean i think it- inokita even says like in a normal gun these are going to give a hell of a kick yeah it's it's right. you're it's going to feel like you're fi- I imagine with how he was reacting and how it like smacked him in the face, it's like firing a fifty caliber 
anti-material rifle. Right. Which I've actually been wondering why they didn't just get one of those for a while. Because this is the 2000s. (laughs) Yeah, this is the 2000s. And the the exact sort of anti-material rifle I'm thinking of, I don't think came out until like... Oh. The mid 2000s. You know, 2001. I'm not 100%. But then we're in the Research Institute, and oh, hey, John and Mika show up. <laughs> they sure do. And uh, John and Enakita share a very interesting expression. They're very awkward around each other. <laughs> it's Yeah, they have like a super awkward, like, hello. Which, again, makes you seem like there's stuff that happened that we didn't get to see. Yeah, because the only thing we've seen is the one where he gave her that book of, like, paper craft. And yeah, the paper like, craft book. Do this with your kid. And that didn't seem like a particularly awkward situation? I mean, it felt a little awkward to well, me. Y- no, yes. It was a little awkward. I mean, I don't think it was feel... as awkward as this situation. Yeah, it didn't feel like it would be awkward enough to lead to this kind of blank-faced staring at each other. Everyone in the room can kind of feel... Uh, right. That, that's probably true, yeah. But that's not... That's, this is wholly not exacerbated... Terribly exacerbated by the fact of Mika being like, Oh, Anakita, I've heard so much about you. I was looking forward to meeting you. Gene talks about you so much in his letters. He's talking about this beautiful woman. <laughs> Ah, it's just, Gene, what's wrong? Gene's like, what, why do you look upset? Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> so, so actually, thinking about this now, is it weird that Gene's writing that to Mika and Ladders? I mean, you could just, I feel like it's not weird to have a conversation I, with a friend to be like, I met this girl who I thought was pretty cool the other day. Yeah, I could, I could but see But isn't him. she like in like high school? I well, yeah, but she, like yes. her dad died. He's probably trying to like you know be casual with her, so she feels like she has a close relationship or something. But the impression I got, Garrett, is that Jean had worked with her father at least in some, at, or it had met her at some, had met him at some point. And when her father died, and she went and worked with him on extracting Gorum. That's probably so they, fair. they worked around each other for a significant period of time, and I could see her like looking up to him as sort of if she wants to get into archaeology and the type of stuff they're doing, like seeing him as a sort of se- in a senpai position, mm, yeah, a mentor position, and just staying in touch and just being friendly. Okay, I'll I'll accept it. <laughs> like I I I think it's slightly weird, but whatever. And no, no, it is a little weird. I guess it might be a little weird. It it feels a little weird, and it's I I I don't think he was like talking to her like, oh man, girl, I met this super cute <laughs> woman. Like, holy shit! It was probably he mentioned her in passing, and um, the way he was talking about it, Mika just kind of gleaned more from it than right. he expected right. to. Yeah, he, yeah, he probably was just. In the, okay, speculating, he's probably in this article, in this uh, letter, like, hey, I met the, I met this girl who was, like, young and cool the other day, and I really liked her, and uh, she seemed neat. And Mika was like, oh, he's definitely got a crush on this lady. Yeah. <laughs> that checks She's, out. She seems to be about the age where rampant speculation about the love lives of others could be an entire portion of her mind. 
<laughs> I mean, it is extremely accurate speculation in this case. Yeah, also true. <laughs> and we go to the Garangi, who are playing cards with a really cool deck of circular cards. Yeah, they're just circle cards. It's kind of cool. I really like these cards. I'm into it. Yeah. Uh, you seen them? Have you not seen them before? I've, they're pretty cool. I've seen them before. I have not places. seen them before. This I, I might have, but like when I'm thinking about it now, I can't. I can't not think of um whatever the card game in Battlestar Galactica was. Oh, that might actually be what I'm thinking about. Those I, used uh, those used hex. Set. Those were uh hex hex um shaped cards though. Oh yeah. right, uh, I think Pazak uses like a, a thing like that. Too. I thought Pazak was just rectangles. Pazak was rectangles with plus thought, or minus. I thought they were like hexagon rect. Oh no, I'm thinking of that game they played at the solo movie, which is like Pazak maybe. But oh, the one that's like poker, the poker yeah. analog. I mean, yeah, Pazak is also no Pazak's blackjack. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, you're totally right. I got mixed up. But, uh, Turtle Dude is very obviously holding his stomach where he got stabbed, so he didn't get away scot free. No, yeah, he got stabbed um, in the stomach. Yeah. Bowl woman comes up, they have a little chat about something. And then we go back to the hospital. Where Tsubaki is explaining to Sakurako, um so with the wounds on Godai's body, he should have been in the hospital for five months. The yeah. wounds that he has right now. If it was a normal person, he would be laid up for five months in this hospital, and then probably significant aftercare afterwards but in the time that hello popeye <laughs> hello evan's cat so uh but yeah doesn't doesn't uh subaki say that he basically goes from pretty injured to fine in three hours yeah it's yeah. like three to five hours and it's it, it, godai is reaching wolverine levels of regeneration pretty much <laughs> Like it's, he has come back from the dead now. Yeah, yeah it's at least once. Well, Wolverine's I, I, I healing factor has power creeped over the years too. Yes, yeah. it's, Wolverine has gotten to the point. It's, it's oh, I've been burned down to an adamantium skeleton. I'm come back. I'm fine. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it's it feels equivalent to, or at least similar to like Wolverine's mutant regeneration because it's. Godai should have been in the hospital, or it's, they come to the room, and it's like, oh, Godai should have been in the hospital for, like, five months, and they see that the bed is empty, and Tsubaki's like, where did he go? And Godai <laughs> jumps out from behind a curtain, he's like, ha, I gotcha. Which I totally saw coming. I knew that he was gonna do that. <laughs> yeah, he's he's completely fine, like, and Tsubaki's even like, are, are you okay? Are you feeling fine? Are, are you sure? Nothing's hurting. He's very surprised. Yeah. yeah. He's like, should it? He's <laughs> like, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Thumbs up. And then Chono arrives. Just yeah, he's not doing okay. Happens to be put in the same room. Yeah, because I think this is like time one of 500 where Sakurako tries to stop Kodai to talk. <laughs> yeah. Is this the one where she just gives up, or does he just leave? He leaves, she calls out to him, and then she's just like, do your best. Oh, yeah. Uh, Maybe that Godai... was all she wanted to say. No. we Bullshit. <laughs> bullshit, Chris. <laughs> Godai looked at Chono's picture and was like, "What? what is, what's the phrase he says? 
something something thumbs up something about putting my heart at peace or is is that chono's drawing oh yeah yeah because when yeah when goda's locking out they oh, yeah. they he look at the drawing mm-hmm. he he really likes chono's art and it's good it's a picture of a young boy chasing after a butterfly in a massive field of grain yeah it's some good art i'm into it's it it's really pretty yeah and like the sky and the grain have blended colors. It's it's very nice looking. It looks real good. And we go back to Pole Pole. And uh Gene and Mika show up. Yep. And owner mispronounces Gene as John Mitchell. John yep. Mitchell. And he's Jean Michel Sorel. And I just I love this thing of like, oh it's American. It's John Mitchell. Yes. Because <laughs> I, no, it's Jean. I, I'm pretty sure Jean, Jean or Jean, as he pronounces it, I'm pretty sure he's supposed to be French or something. <laughs> yeah, I think I think he is French or French Canadian. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, John and um, Nice finally see each other and recognize each other. Yeah, mm-hmm. he calls her that weird girl from one time. That one time. <laughs> yeah, she says that foreigner, and he says, "Oh, the weird kid." <laughs> <laughs> Gene had brought Mika to come look for Godai. Yeah, Yusuke's out today. Yeah, he's doing Kuka stuff right now. And so the niece panics and is like, "You're not in love with Godai, are you? <laughs> You're not, right?" And Mika's like, "No, no, God, no, no, that's impossible." <laughs> this is very, very silly. I love yeah. it. Yeah, she's that's, so that's, worried. That's niece's like one plot thing. Yeah, I mean, other than having that dead teacher. Yeah. yeah. But uh, we go back to the hospital where Chono wakes up and he freaks out because of the time, dashes to a phone and calls the advertising agency to try and get his art submitted. And it and doesn't work. Nope. Yep. They're like, nope, not going to accept any other entries. Like, I get the feeling that the person on the, like, we only hear half, we only hear Chono's half conversation, but the way he reacts and how he's talking on the phone, it makes me feel like the person was just like, hello? No, I'm sorry. Things are closed. Goodbye. Click. It it feels like there should be an extension because of monster attack. Yeah, a little bit. It's like, yo, I got punched by an evil turtle and was in a hospital. Can I please put this in? No, no, you can't. He's depressed, and Tsubaki notices. Yep. Then we go to the police, who are trying to figure... It's Ichijo, Sugita, and Tertiary, who are trying to figure out where what, what we can do. Yeah, they're like, they use a roulette thing. We're not going to be able to guess this one. We just have to do it just on the fly. They're like, we need to find some big buildings, though. And then the special bullets show up. Sugita gives... Yeah, Ichijo gets, like, a, a clip or... A magazine. Mm, he puts in the sniper rifle, though, so I think it's actually a clip. Oh, maybe. I don't... They're, they're inside a box. We don't see what it is, really. He gets special bullets yeah. for his rifle. The guns, they do something this time. Yes. And, uh, Ichijo pulls up beside him in his car. Or... <laughs> Godai pulls up beside Ichijo there you go. in his car. And he's like, hey, yo, I need to turn gold to deal. I need to turn gold and red to deal with this turtle. But 
I get the feeling like it's going to be super powerful. Good Eye uses his foreshadowing powers. It's super effective. I think something bad will happen. Well, none of these fights have caused massive scale damage so no. far. What the heck does he think is going to happen? Nothing. Well, he's right. Nothing happens. <laughs> Nothing he's, at all. He's right. We get yeah. uh, they they get a alert over the radio that thirty nine has appeared in West Shinjuku. So they're gonna Godai's gonna speed on over there. Yep. But before that, we got to go back to the hospital where Tsubaki's gonna give Chono a pep talk. Yeah, kind Ish. of. Look, look, he, he he's a coroner. He's not a people person. Yeah, <laughs> it's so Tsubaki's like, hey, you just. He basically comes in, he's like, man, this sucks. I'm glad you were, weren't dead when you are in there. Asking about, I think I've seen you before. Were you in the hospital for some other treatment for your disease? Things get better, just keep trying. And Chono's response is, fuck you. I try all the time. Nothing ever goes my way. Shut the yeah. fuck up. Yeah, yeah, he's like, you're making a whole lot of presumptions about what my life is like, bud. Yeah, that's true. Is he's a coroner. Know. He's not good with people. <laughs> he's extremely yeah. not. Yeah, this is the scene I was talking about that made me really pissed off at Subaki. And then like Subaki gets angry. And he's like, "You can't talk shit about Godai. You shut the hell up." Yeah, because I I could see Sub- this coming from Subaki not being entirely rational and being more angry because he does kind of just say Godai is a fake. It was like, or is, if number four could just completely get rid of the unidentified life forms, things would be different. Anyway, what he said about enjoying life was total nonsense. And that's what sets Tsubaki off. Like, no, fuck you. Godai's great. <laughs> that's pretty much how it goes down. Like, I, I suppose if you read into it, it it's more like, no, Godai's philosophy on stuff. It, he's not spelling that fakely. Like, he, he, like, yeah, he fully believes that, believes that 1000%. Yeah, he didn't, yeah. Um, though, I mean, like, Godai has literally come back from the dead now, so I think, like, putting them on the same, like, comparison scale seems just ridiculously unfair to Chono. Like, Godai has a whole fucking lot of advantages in life at this point. Yeah, that's true. It's, it's, it very much seems to be coming from the philosophy of, I, I think... I think it's a Japanese philosophy. I do not know for sure. But it's this philosophy of, you know, life is suffering. There's nothing you can do about it. Don't fucking whine about it. Just just deal with it. Uh, I feel like in a difference between, like, I'll just generalize and say Western and, like, Far Eastern perspectives on this. It's like, in America, when you see someone who goes through life and it looks like they're fine people assume like things are easy for them and versus other people who seem like they're having a hard time it seems like in like this sort of worldview uh when you see people who look like they're like going through things easily you're supposed to instinctually know that they are not having things easy they're just trying harder to not bother other people with it yeah it's an interesting perspective in some ways i think there's value in that but like a bit there's also genuinely different life circumstances between these people. Chono has yeah, been through it's... a lot of shit, and the fact that a doctor is just like, stop being depressed. Just stop it. <laughs> like, yeah, stop, you... stop blaming other people and whining. 
and just deal with your life. And it's like, that's not how depression works. Sorry. Yeah, like, he's literally had a bunch of bad shit happen to him, and also, he's got, like, a, some sort of chronic condition, so, like... Yeah, right. What the, where the hell does Tsubaki get off here? Also, he doesn't have a super magic belt that makes him jump and kick good. Yeah. That's also true. And not die. Yeah, and th- th- be able to come back from the dead. <laughs> so, you know... So, yeah, Godai is a likable, inspiring person, but that doesn't mean that everyone can automatically be as awesome as him. Right. Yeah, it's then this scene ends with Chono punching Subaki across the face. Yeah, which I kind of thought he totally deserved that. Yeah. There also like kind of really isn't a resolution to that either. No, there's yeah. not. Yeah. But we got to go back to Godai uh fighting Mr. Turtle on top of some on top of the building, I guess. Yeah, mm-hmm. this is building 2 he gets knocked out off of. Yeah. But, uh, it's, it's made out of, like, steel girders. It's a very dramatic setting for a fight. God, I fucking love the guy, the articulation of this ma- suit's mouth. It's ridiculous. Oh, it's real good. Yeah, because it he gives looks a like very a good... super evil ninja turtle. And it, <laughs> the way the mouth opens always gives very good expressions of shock. Because, so he's, the turtle is fighting Godai as Kuga, and he's able to get his ball and chain around Kuga's neck and, like, start choking him. But then Ichijo uses his rifle and new higher-powered bullets and is able to shoot and break the chain. Oh, um, <laughs> yeah, this is when we learn that Ichijo is an absurdly good shot. Yeah, like, <laughs> he's a master-level marksman. Actually, I think this was shown back in that episode where him and Sagita were in the shooting range. Well, when right, they were talking but... about the number of uh, grungies that could be around. Yeah, I think oh, you're right. They did show that he was extremely accurate. With a handgun, but yeah, this is like crazy. He he shoots the ball and chains off between Turtle Guy's knuckles so that he like disarms him. The it's- bullets, they're doing something. He's so Ichijo is on a building like across the alleyway and uses his rifle to shoot the ball and chain apart, which causes the turtle to turn to him and open the mouth and give this really good expression of sh- I fucking love that. Just turn and bang. <laughs> it's great. Uh and then Ichijo shoots again, and yes, is able to shoot out the ball and chain before they grow up from between the turtle guy's fingers. It's right. nuts. Yeah. And then, and then, like the the turtle guy gets starts to go after Ichijo, but then Kuga's like, "No, no, 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 no! You're fighting me!" And grabs him around the grabs him around the arms and starts like holding on to him. So Ichijo is able to shoot off all of the little ball and chain rings that the turtle has on his chest. But the final shot causes the recoil of the gun to bounce up and bash him in the face and knock him out. Yeah. Right. And then Godai throws him off a building again. The the, the, the turtle, not Ichijo. Yeah, and then this time, like, the turtle falls down through, like, one of those, like, walk walkway overhang things and stuff. Yeah. A covered, a covered, over, or a covered walkway, yes. Yeah. Didn't he Just fall through a bridge through before, too? I think it's also this time, I think he falls through both. Yeah. uh, Godai jumps down, gets on his bike, has the Goram immediately show up, and charges at the turtle. (laughs) And this is, this is ridiculous. Yeah. Because he he chart. Godai just takes the turtle for a ride to a secluded location. And the turtle doesn't fight back or anything. Because as they're going for a ride, we go back to the hospital where Tsubaki and Chona are having a conversation. And Tsubaki's like, hey. It didn't feel good to punch me, did it? 
Godai's got to punch a lot. <laughs> this issue's resolved. He solves every problem by punching. How would that make you feel? That issue between them is not solved just by saying, Godai's got to punch a lot. Right. Uh, this just seems super tense when they leave off with these characters. When, but, when uh, you say that out loud, it just really brings the absurdity of that. Yeah, it's like, yeah. you don't like to punch. Godai has to punch. <laughs> he might punch so much that he can't stop punch. <laughs> he might this turn into solved. a man of punch. No, he, he might turn into a punch. <laughs> he attack to protect. But, but he, he might, might attack, attack to, to just attack. <laughs> Danger of being all attack. <laughs> oh, God. <sighs> so we go back to Godai, who apparently has been driving around with the turtle on the front of the Goram bike. Yeah. For I don't know how long. I also don't think Godai chooses the best location. Some of these things look flammable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like some tanks that look like they might contain something flammable. Yeah, th- these tanks look like they might explode. He screeches to a stop. I'm not an expert, but they look like granary tanks, which are extremely explosive. Yeah. Screeches to a stop, which causes the turtle to go flying off and like into underneath the building. Which Godai then immediately goes after him and then turtle busts out and they start fighting. Yeah. And it's a good fight. It's a pretty good fight. I like it. It is very dramatic, yeah. Because it's it's very much a Godai is a being Godai is able to fight off this turtle. Yes. Not damage him all that much, but he's able to fight him off. It's just that I don't think he'd win because the turtle would just, you know, eventually outlast him. Look, the the turtle is Pokemon Shield and Godai is Pokemon Sword. No. Godai is Pokemon Kick. <laughs> well, I mean, he was, uh, you know what? He was Pokemon Sword before. I did this joke too late. <laughs> but, uh, Godai poses and starts focusing. And we get sparks going down his right leg as his belt turns golden. And we get uh, Rising. Oh, fuck. I, uh, rising Mighty Form. Rising Mighty yeah. Form. Which he gets. Some gold filigree on the chest. He gets filigree, golden filigree on his gloves, and then he gets a golden bracer. Yeah, he gets a kick plate. Or no, a golden greave. Yeah, he gets a shin guard. He runs forward, and his legs sparking and firing, and Turtle sets up like, I'm just going to take this hit, and there's nothing you can do. I mean, he'd been fine from everything else up until this point. So. That's and true. Godai does a rider kick that causes a an explosion that's probably like three or four blocks wide. Yeah, and destroys a section of the city. Yeah, it, it's uh, it's funny because at first it looks like he's he stands up like in the middle of the first couple little uh the the beginning of the explosion, and it looks like it's gonna be this neat framing of him like with the fire washing over yeah, him and like past I, him. But then the explosion keeps going. Yeah, it's like it's <laughs> like I thought it's gonna be this explosion. He's gonna walk forward like a cool guy. Oh that it, it's blowing out window. Oh that's an overhead si- view of this city. Oh that's just growing like a nuclear blast. Yeah. Right. Oh that's the end of the episode. Yeah and what? the episode just ends. What? Can you imagine seeing this when it's airing? <laughs> yeah, and having to wait a week—that would have been a super dramatic cliffhanger. Yeah, Jesus. 
And then, and then imagine that, and then coming into the episode thirty-one yeah, and that then we coming hit, back to thirty episode thirty-one, which is which is retaliation, a, another recap episode. Yeah, yeah like why? Okay, we, we're gonna get through this quick. We we've yeah. already been going for the, the opening scene's pretty good here. There, there's clearly uh, it's uh, Ichijo and his sister cooking at at Poli Poli, and there's clearly something tense between them that they're not talking about, which. Uh, the viewer can probably safely assume is the fact that he blew up a large part of the city the other day. Right, but miraculously <laughs> no one died somehow. Right, right. Well, I mean, he did tell them to evacuate people, so, you right, know. Wait, was this... Oh, I clicked the wrong one. Okay, whoops. <laughs> but yeah, so so then, like, while while there's the tension between Godai and his sister, the the TV comes on and starts uh, slandering our good boy Godai here. Yeah, the TV interrupts its apparent broadcast of silence to uh, be like, hey, news report. Uh, Kuga exploded uh, over 100,000 windows. Yeah, it's Kuga right. caused... Number four caused this massive explosion uh, in Shinbashi, in the Minato Ward. And yeah, destroyed like 11,000 things. It was a blast radius of 3,000 meters 107,000 windows were broken, and a railroad running was damaged. 3,000 meters is a little more than a mile, so that's bigger than a mile-wide blast radius. 150,000 people were affected. Yeah. They don't know the actual numbers of casualties, because all the information hasn't come in yet. I thought they said there was no casualties. Later on... Later on in the episode, they say that. I'm using casualties in the sense of not meaning a dead person. Yeah, like an meaning injury someone or something. That, yeah, some, someone that has been taken out. F- someone that would not be considered capable for active combat. If that was Gotcha. Yeah, like if someone got knocked out of a chair. Yes, or, or an injury of some sort. Not meaning death, yes. Right. And we get another... Our intro changes again. Um... Does it? We get a lot. Yes, it is a much more focus on the four rising forms, mm-hmm. and oh, then okay. around when it's going from the first chorus to the first, uh, the first verse to the chorus, the first chorus, and then there's a, a drum breakdown and a bunch of cuts of all the go. Oh, in their right, monster right, right. forms, yeah, yeah. except for the Rose Woman. Yeah, yeah, she doesn't show up in the intro. Oh, no, she's there. She's just in her human form. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. The yeah. other ones are all in their monster forms. She's in her wedding dress form. I'm yes. really curious if her monster form's going to be different now. I hope so. Yeah, who knows? Uh, we come back from the intro, and uh, Godai and his sister... Or commenting on the news, and the sister's like, "Well, Kuga Godai is like, hey, I don't really think I could have beaten that guy without this power up, even with what happened." And his sister's like, "You know, it's fine. You, I, no one really, no one, no one got seriously hurt. Nobody's dead. It's fine. You did what you needed to do." Let's go back and go over how Godai acquired these new powers. Yeah, and then, yeah, narrator's like, would you like to see the times he got these special forms? And I'm like, no, no, I actually wouldn't. <laughs> well, tough shit, Garrett. <laughs> yeah, just like how when Godai died, we had that nice um, recap episode of like, how did we get here? 
we now have a recap of, okay, so Godai died and got resurrected, and here's all his super forms that came from the defibrillator. Yep. Right. <laughs> they, they sure came from that defib. It caused the beady beady. Yep. Right. Right. All right, so so we're going to skip over all of this recap part. Yeah. If we're going to stick it, with electricity causing the rising power, does that mean that, like, the empty spring or something, was that referring to, like, a lightning strike or something like that? I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, I, I'll go with it. That's fine. <laughs> I'm still pretty yeah. skeptical on the whole electricity thing, but hey. <laughs> no, because in in this thing, the narrator's like, Godai will these new powers to be. Right. I, I think it was just like... When Godai was killed, it signaled the ex the um the escalation of the Grungi, and so then Godai subconsciously told his his belt symbiote that he needed to punch better. Yeah, yeah. Uh, after all this recap, we come back to Pole Pole, where Godai and I'm blanking on his sister's name. Minori. Minori, yeah. Uh, Godai and Minori are making some coffee, and they're like, oh, hey, and Minori's like, oh, hey, Sakuraku's gonna show up. Man, she comes over here a lot for having to work all night all the time. Yeah, how does she do that? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, when she shows up, she, uh, they're like, you're so energetic still. And she's like, I don't need to sleep because I'm young. Bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> to the not needing to sleep because you're young part. Right. Yeah. Can confirm. When I was young, could not also do that still. I mean, I did it more when I was younger, but I definitely still needed to sleep occasionally. The yeah. Sakurak was like, "Hey, Godai, we d- I need to talk with you about something." Nope. Gotta go. Bye. Actually, <laughs> actually, let's talk about this later. Let's not right now. And Godai's like, "Wait, what? Huh? Who? What? Huh? <sighs> yeah." Um, but then, so, like, the other, like, real, real part of the episode that isn't a recap is, uh, at Secret Grungy Location 45, um, it's, uh, it's our boy Grasshopper, Afro Boy's turn, and, um, they have a discussion to, um, to make sure he's allowed to use his metal horse. Oh, really? You're skipping tertiary cop coming and saying, hey, Ichijo, give us the information on number four. Yeah. Tertiary cop has breakfast. It looks like a good breakfast. Like this is an important scene. He has like five rolls. It's ridiculous. <gasps> I was wondering about that. I was like, that's a lot of rolls, bud. Yeah, I mean, like the eggs and bacon look delicious as hell, but that's that's way too much bread. I mean, I like rolls a lot, so you know, you gonna have trouble pooping. I mean, but but eggs and bacon. Yeah, he's eggs got and eggs and bacon, bread. a small salad, and like five rolls <laughs> and some tea. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, and some tea. Yeah, and he's like, hey, hey, Ichijo, you know who number four is, right? And Ichijo's just like, nah, we're not going to talk about this. <laughs> and Ichijo incredibly, is this the part where he, like, incredibly unbelievably is like, what, number four? I don't know anything about that. <laughs> no, it's, he gives this expression. Okay, so Tertiary is like, hey, you need to tell us about number four. Is it true that he has a human form? And yeah, go to, or Ichijo is kind of like, oh, that's silly. Yeah, he's like, he, what? No. He's like, that's human form, huh? Starts <laughs> drinking his tea. But I got the feeling that that was in, that's part of the impetus for Godai, to, or Ichijo telling everyone about Godai. Right. So so then the thing that happens, where we talk about metal horses, which are motorcycles. Yes, where Common uh, Rider Garangi's metal horse. Because he's like, I'm going to make sure we make this the final game. And I'm like, oh shit. 
he's gonna make his job, and he's like, I'm gonna get a lot. Yeah, and then and then he kills a dude on a bike. His his condition is he kills people on bikes <laughs> with his bike. Yeah, he's really good at bikes. Yeah. I got the impression that okay, he, he throws a card to the the abacus guy. That I was wondering if is this like his ante on who he's gonna kill or whatever? Maybe. It, yeah, I mean, we still don't know the rules of so. I don't. I don't question it. Like Grasshopper Man just does things to be cool, and it look cool. It it yeah. pretty much does always look cool. Yeah. Yeah. So like that's his thing. I think he's explicitly trying to lure out Common Rider and kill him. Is. What he's a little doing. bit, possibly. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much the recap episode. Well, then we go back to the recap and talking more about all the things that's going Rose on. Rose Lady does the uh, touch the little horn ring to Common Rider dude's belt for the yeah. first time yes. in a while. I don't. None of the other Go have done that. So she, she's even if we haven't seen it, she's done it to every single one that's competed and has blown up. Is that true? Based on what she's actually doing because of what I read on accident, oh, yes. Okay. Look at you reading enough. things on accident. This is there and it's fine. You're watching ahead, you're reading things on accident. As the watching ahead, no, the watching ahead for Zio was a conscious decision, and you know why I watched ahead now. I mean, you, you could have been like the rest of us and didn't watch ahead. You're right, I didn't, <laughs> but I made a mistake, and then I continued to make the mistake on purpose. <laughs> you sure did. I regret nothing. It was a good idea. So yeah, then there's some more recapping. Is do there anything else new in this episode? No. Um. Well, we come back and there's a little conversation with Sakurako talking with Ichijo about the golden power in Pole Pole. And yeah, then he learns that forty one, I think. Yes, forty one has appeared. He runs out, and we see Bada killing. Yeah, a guy on a bike. Yeah, he kills this guy pretty quickly with his bike. Actually. Yeah, he's like smacking him around with his uh, motorcycle. It's he he knocks him so the guy crashes and then goes around in front of him, charges him with the bike, and kind of just crushes him. Yeah, yeah. it's nuts. Yeah. His head probably goes pop. Yeah, it's not great. There's a bit in the next episode where a cop just gets hit by the motorcycle but looks fine, and it seemed like they were trying to say he was dead, so I'm a little confused on exactly what's going on with the motorcycle killing people. Yeah, but then we get to um, the next episode, episode 32, uh, Bike Tricks Part 2, <laughs> um, but the real the real title is called Obst- Obstacle, but yeah. it's really Bike Tricks Part 2. Yeah, episode four Redux. Though honestly, this seems I, less excessive and more like yes. part of the actual story. This, this, yeah, it much. It did not seem so much as like, hey, we got this. Really, we got this person that's really good at bike tricks. Let's show off some fucking bike tricks. Yeah, they're like, hey, we got two people who are really good at bike <laughs> tricks. It seemed to more serve the narrative less than showing off. No, sure, like it, it serves the narrative, but it's still like. Almost an entire well, episode is, of Bike Tricks. It is still showing off, yes. It, it is a while, yeah. But it has more service to the narrative than it did in episode four. Sure. But, okay, fine. <laughs> we're we're, we're going to get out of this infinite loop. Yes, that's a good idea. You're, we're both... Re- I mean, you're both correct. Both things are true. <laughs> <laughs> ladies, ladies, you're both pretty. <laughs> oh, thank you. Uh, Okay, so... Is that the whole intro, pretty much? Yeah, it's just... Yeah. yeah. 
We come back from the intro and Kuga hears someone die and then sees Badu staring at him from a a staircase and Badu just kind of cheekily gives Kuga a thumbs up before disappearing. I love it. Oh, I thought he was uh, I thought he was mimicking flipping a coin and I'm like, "What are you doing? You don't have a coin right now." <laughs> That may also okay. So that's a good point, but I'm those not sure. Look like the exact same thing. That's yeah, true. It's give, so it's maybe both. I don't know. I like the idea of him going like, huh? You know, oh, like thumbs up. You love huh? those thumbs up, don't you? Because yeah. that totally seems like something yeah, he would do. That's true. And, and okay, yeah. So Godai jumps up this building, and Ichijo's there, and he also tries to follow him up the building, and hits the button on a freight elevator. And, like, the fucking groggies in the fa- freight elevator. Yeah, it's Like, it's Ichijo, uh, how did you not see this coming, bud? It's fine, because he wasn't on a bike, therefore he gets to live. No, I love the idea that Kamen Rider Grongi knows that whenever Kuga shows up, Ichijo shows up, too. So, <laughs> if I lure Kuga up here, Ichijo is going to come up here. He's going to use this elevator. I'm going to use this elevator. You give like, him it, too much credit. Probably. <laughs> but it's funny to me, and so I'm going to believe it. I mean, that's fair, but... <laughs> Skuga zooms off after Bada on his own bike, while Ichijo is calling into headquarters. Yeah, Ichijo doing his job. And we get to see Kamen Rider Garangi driving like a maniac. Yep. He's weaving back and forth and just being exceedingly dangerous in how he's driving. It's exceedingly bike tricks. Yeah, it's it's very much a look at us do cool shit on these bikes. Which, you know, it's, it's cool shit on a bike. Yeah. I yeah. love it. This, this is the t- I feel like this is the episode that sold me the most on having... The motorcycles kind of be in the show, honestly. Yeah. It works better in this episode than in previous times. I'll I agree thought. with that. So we get to see them drive up to an industrial park, uh, charge at each other, and do wheelies at each other. <laughs> yeah. And Common Rider Garangi is able to, like, unbalance Kuga. I was really, I was expecting for this whole episode for them to do one of these driving at each other things, because they do it a couple times, and Kuga to just fucking flip off the bike and Kamen Rider kick the guy off of his, but he never does that. No, they don't. It's just, he he just keeps getting knocked over by Bada. Yeah, Goda, uh, Goda's not the best. And like, uh, oh no, his bike isn't good enough. He's gonna need a better bike. Yeah, it's part of the sub. The subplot in this one is that the police are withholding his better bike that they've made for him. Because so because of the goddamn news, <laughs> right? It's Ichijo shows up and Bada is driving off, and Ichijo's gun, like, is actually able to damage Bada's bike, right? And he's even he even stops and looks at it like, "What the? F- are you serious? I gotta get the fuck out of here." Your guns do things now. He drives off. Yeah. But yes, then he calls Enikita. Yeah, because he tries to give the bike to Godai now, and Enikita's like, have you not heard? You can't do that now. Yeah, it's the, the higher-ups are have decided that we're not get, no. He's not going to get it because it's the explosion from number 39 has been in the news, and the news is kind of shitting on number four. 
And so we don't want to associate with that. So yeah. the Kanto police are going to show up and take the the is it the tri chaser? Uh, it's um, uh, search the B. I forget. Basically, the, uh, the Kanto the, police the are going to chaser. I yeah, the B chaser. Beat chaser. They're going to come and take the super cool new bike that's better. And then, yeah, it's like we don't want to give you the BTCS. Yeah, uh, Ichijo and Godai get another call that forty one has attacked someone else. Yep. And is now heading towards Tamagawa Bridge. And Godai's gonna go off and do that. And he's like, hey, though, um, but my bike's not changing colors back. Um, I guess I need a new one. But I'm gonna try and use this anyway. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, it's okay, I'm gonna go back to, uh, I'm go back to headquarters and try and convince them to let you use the super bike. Yeah, and then I'm like, oh, shit, it's about to get all Shin Godzilla up in here. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great movie. I love that movie so uh... much. Showing the dangers of bureaucracy. I had not thought about the comparison, but it's pretty great. <laughs> like, th- this reminds me back to Fletcher's email where he asked, like, what professions I'd want to see a common writer in, and I would love a bureaucratic common writer. Ooh, that'd be good. Oh, dang. Oh. I feel like I've seen some anime or superhero that was, like, office supplies themed. Oh, that's super good, too. Oh, um. Freaking later on in Gotcha Man Crowds. Uh, the main character, Hajime, expands her repertoire of, like, uh, crafting materials. Oh, she moves from origami to other various crafting materials? Yeah, yeah, basically. I think that's the closest I've seen to, uh, a bureaucrat superhero. Okay. Man. Even though there is a literal other guy in the show who is a bureaucrat superhero, but he has fire powers. Well, that's dumb. (laughs) Gotcha Man Crowds is great. You should watch it if you haven't. Alright, so our next sh- scene is uh, Bada, Kamen Rider Grongi, attacking another guy on a bike, and just like ramming him in the butt, so that he crashes. Yeah, and then he tries to get away, and he the goes to hide. The guy runs off and goes and hides in an alleyway. But he's found. And Bada's like, uh-uh. And then is like rammed into and killed. Yeah. Bada comes down the, ho- comes down the alleyway and just crushes the guy. It's great. Yeah, and then we cut to Ichigo doing his bureaucratic thing, and like he is—he's talking to the chief. Of police. Yeah, and he's like, "You." At the end, like the end of it seems like Ichijo, don't you have a bike you need to be stealing right now? Yeah, actually, it's the the gist of this conversation is the chief of police saying, "Hey, um." The higher-ups aren't, cannot officially endorse us anymore because... Because Godai the, blew up the a, news is sh- a big explosion. Yeah, Godai created a 3,000 meter radius explosion. <laughs> we cannot do, we can't be allied with this anymore. Right. You know, there's really something you should be doing right now, Godai. There's really, really something you should be doing right now, Ichijo. Because the guys from Kanto are going to the research institute. To take the bike. So there's really something you should be doing right now, shouldn't there? I'm going to turn around and not look at you to sh- indicate that this conversation's over. There's really something you should go do, Ichijo. Go steal a bike! Yeah, I was like, I was wondering if this was the episode where they were going to like start bucking the, the legal system, but, but that doesn't really happen in this episode. Yet, no, so. they're just like, fuck the higher-ups, go, go do what you need. Yeah, the, the task force closes ranks 
circles the wagons and goes, all right, team. I really like it. You got to deal with this shit. It's really good. Ichijo walks into the task force. Sugita and Tertiary are all like, are both like, this fucking, why don't they get it? Number four's on our side. We we should really do something about this. Yeah, Ichijo's like, I got a plan, but I need your help. All right, crew. Everybody gather up. Circle up. We gotta we gotta plan some shit. And they do. They they come up with a plan. It sounds pretty sound. But first we gotta go back to Pole Pole. Yeah. Cause uh there was a sale at the grocery store nearby and owner bought Owner doesn't do anything at his own shop. No, he just has all the friends of his actual employee come and work. <laughs> and this is the bit where like um niece makes Sakurako um number two in in the Godai fan club. Because she's assume she assumes that the reason Sakurako is always coming over and trying to tell Godai something is she's trying to tell Go. So- she assumes that Sakurako is trying to ask Godai out. Which, no. Yeah. No. I was actually wondering if she was going to be like, "Look, if anything, you're number two. I'm number one." <laughs> and it, look, it, it's impolite to crush a girl's dreams like that. <laughs> That's true. And then we go back to the police and find out this super cool plan they've come up with. Lure him to the ocean area so he can explode good. Yeah, it's lure him away so that Kuga can fight him without ca- any ca- civilian casualties. Like, th- there's more words than that, but, like, it's, it's, it's a pretty solid plan. Yeah. Yeah. It's, here, you have, uh, wait, his name is Sakurai. <gasps> Tertiary cop is named. His name is Sakurai. Oh. Yeah, I thought that that had been established already. Maybe he had been, and I just missed it. And a lot of these characters only show up like once every few episodes or something. So that's true. But uh, Sakurai, tertiary cop, is supposed to go get the reinforced gas bullets. Yeah. Uh, Sasayama, the only woman in the team, is um the radio operator yeah, because apparently that's the only job a woman can do. Uh, I don't actually know about gender and policing in japan so i have no idea what that's like that's true but yeah she is the dispatcher she's uh she is the lady on the team yes and sugita is taking ichijo's role today as godai's backup yeah and godai makes an offhanded comment about like his son or whatever being a famous piano player or something i was asking you i was gonna i wanted to ask you guys about that was that an episode that i'm forgetting or what? well he has mentioned before that he his son had a recital that he wanted to go to. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, like it came up in passing because someone else asked him about his. Yeah. Someone else was like, "Yeah, you really got your shit together with your work life balance," and he's like, "Well, right, right, right." But I, yeah. I don't think we've had any like additional detail to that. Okay, I was wondering if this guy was like one of those like sad focal characters in an episode t- arc or something that I'd forgotten. No, not not yet that I'm aware of. Right, so Sagita introduces himself. He's like, "Hey, hey there, Ku-. like he doesn't actually say Kuga, but effectively, hi Kuga, I'm Ichijo's replacement today." And then Sasayama calls over the radio and is like, "Hi Kuga, I'm I'm your Mei Ling. Call me to save." <laughs> <laughs> Well, if it was Mei Ling, she'd be like, "Hello, Snake. I am Mei Ling." Yeah, she'd have a she'd have a terrible accent. But then in the remake, they would take that away. But people people would like the oh game. Oh my worse. God, it's the famous Solid Snake. 
Mailing oh, was in America from when she was like four or something. She should have a normal accent. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of problems with those accents. What? A, a problem with a female character in a Kojima game? What? I mean, Are you they, ashamed of your words and deeds? They changed it in the remake. <laughs> I, I, I've never played a Metal Gear Solid game for more than like an hour. You should try Ground Zeroes. You That's know what? an interesting Five. suggestion. I have been told about that, actually. Um, friend of the show, uh, Mike, is a huge fan of it, or was a fan of it. I suggest Ground Zeroes instead of Five, because it has very, very similar mechanics, and it's a self-contained, like, it's, it's one mission. That's true. The, it's one mission that has a bunch of different ways that you can play it. Oh, and shit. Sure thrust of the narrative relies on you knowing the characters from I, Peace Walker and 3, though. Yeah, I thought you were talking about Survive and not Ground Zero. No, My bad. not Survive. Ground Zeroes. Mike, I'm sorry. I got the game name the wrong. Prequel. Is, is Survive actually okay? I haven't really heard anything about it. Uh, I, I know, I know Mike liked it. Fine. Man, I'm gonna feel really bad if like his opinion soured on it and I'm remembering this wrong. It's It's uninspired and it's a little janky. I, I know but some people fine. were really defending it, but like, uh, I I'm totally see why people would uh would not want to play it after oh, how yeah, no. they, like Konami's fuckery with that th- whole series. But you know, yeah, it might still be good regardless of how what the production was like. Oh well, okay, but th- okay, this is so... this is irrelevant. We just we finish up Kuga. <laughs> yeah, talk talking about bad treatment of women. Um, Badu's next villain is a motorcycle woman that he crushes. Yeah, he's an equal opportunity motorcycle rider murderer. Yeah, and we go back to the Garangi who are having a conversation on top of a crane. Or, like, the support structure of a bridge? Yeah, it's like a crane thing. Like, it's it's very dramatic. Yeah, I think it's a crane. I, I like that they're, that they're outside for once. They're getting some, they're getting some sunlight. <laughs> I think... The, the context of this situation is because the context, I think the context of the situation is like, oh, Bada's doing really well. We might finally finish. Right. Uh, Rose Woman is like, the final way is nearly done. And will the winner of the final way be Bada? And one of the Garangi that was with Zoot Suit Riot before he died, the one with the fan, is like, oh, Oh, it might be Kuga, which indicates, I think, that Kuga is a participant in the game in the Wayo, even if he doesn't understand, even if he doesn't know. Yeah, yes, they. I was very surprised they said Kuga might win, but uh, yeah. Well, I mean, they watched they watched Kuga knocked or they saw the aftermath of Kuga kicking Turtle off of a building. Yeah. But then the woman in the, or the, yes, I believe it's woman in a purple suit says it wouldn't matter anyway, which is interesting. And then we see Bat Dude grimacing and looking like. (laughs) He's scheming Um, something. Was it a theory one of us suggested that, like, the original Kuga was a rebel Gurungi or something? I I think we made that. I think that was your theory, Chris. (laughs) Yeah, I think so. I was trying to remember if that was from the show or if that was just, like, a theory somebody had. Yeah. Cause uh, that this if he is uh in the Soweo, that might support that. I Maybe, guess we'll find out. Maybe. But uh, we go back to Godai and Sugita who are driving. 
getting a call from Sasayama. The plan falls apart. And yeah, she explains that how she's explaining the plan when they get a call from another police officer who has apparently found number 41 and is chasing after him and is in pursuit, which is a terrible idea. And I initially thought that this guy had the new tri-chase. I call, I'm calling it a tri-chase. Why am I calling it a tri-chase? Because the original bike was called the tri-chaser. Okay, he's, I, I think he's actually on a modified, I don't know, he's, he's also on a tri-chaser. Yeah, probably, yeah, because they probably just rolled it out. But he's chasing after 41, oh, who we slows didn't, down. We didn't talk about the part where they're like, 41's bike can go 400 kilometers, oh, yeah, whatever meters per hour. It's super fast. 400 kilometers is like 250, 260 miles an hour. It's, that's extremely quick, yeah. And they're, they're commenting on how the fact that he, he moves as if the bike is an extension of him. He is one with his bike. Soon he will use them as weapons, like in Devil May Cry 5. I was wondering, like, is that your scientific analysis police dispatcher person? But I, yeah. I, I don't know. Uh, Bada is able to, like, slow down and do this cool side smack as the cop comes up behind him and cause him to crash and then goes back the other way. Apparently that cop's now dead, I guess. Well, it's either dead or knocked out. I could see it snapping his neck from the force. That's fair. Maybe. Uh, it didn't look like he got hit that hard, but it's possible. That's true. Sugita and Godai show up. Sugita stays to commiserate with the partner of the cop who just got knocked out slash died. Right. While Kuga dries off after 41. And now it's just bike fight for the rest of the episode. Yes. Yeah. They they start on the road, then they go off roading. It's pretty. The off roading section is kind of cool, actually. Yeah, I the like, off roading so- section is pretty cool. And yeah. then like it it climaxes in like a part where they both go in the air and like knock each other off their bikes. And yep. Kamara Grungy just fucking picks up the tri chaser and's like, "This is mine now." Yeah, he's yeah. <laughs> that was exactly what I was gonna say. Yeah, mine. I really thought Godai would just pick up his bike. That's what I was thinking too. And I'm like, Godai, why so are you too. not? Why are you not doing this? Why are you fighting a motorcycle without a motorcycle? It's very weird. There's an extremely cool slowdown as the uh, common Rider suit actor flips the motorcycle around in one scene. That's just it's just like a great use of slowdown. For oh, second. is that the one where like he like he like does like a cool trick and then he, like stomps it down? Yeah, yeah. Yep. I really like that shot. It looks real good. And there's also a very short like minute long scene of the two gentlemen from Kanto showing up at the police research station. Like, hello, we are here. We are here for the milkman. Do you know the milkman? I am um, the grieving widow. And Anakita's just like, I'm going to ignore you now. Yeah. Yeah, she just turns back to her computer, so. And they're like, hey, this is an order. You have to give us the bike. And yeah, she stands up and the scene cuts as she is standing up and we don't see them again for the rest of the episode. Yeah. So. yeah. That's an in- interesting suspense going on there. But, uh, and the episode even ends. Well, it's so that. The, episode, the scene with Enokita and the gentleman from Kanto happens, and then we get the big, long bike fight scene. Yeah. And that ends with them, you know, leaping in the air and smacking into each yeah. other. And then Bada grabbing the tri-chaser. Yeah, and he's running into Kuga with the bike, and Kuga's, like, in his his martial his, arts pose to try to defend against it. And then that's the end of the episode. Yep. 
because of that goddamn recap, we are actually ending on a cliffhanger yeah. for once. Fuck you, recap episode. I was so frustrated by that. This is just like, oh man. It's like, but, but, oh, but, man. but Kook is gonna die. Oh, I mean, man. most most end of episodes, you know, put Koga, put Kuga in a I'm gonna die situation. <laughs> That's true. That's true. It gets a lot of uh, sticky situations. Yeah, I, I guess I, I was wondering if he tried the Garonki bike, if it just wouldn't work for someone besides Baduba, but who knows? He doesn't even try, Maybe. so we don't know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we watched some episodes. Yep. That's Kuga. Those that that uh some fun episodes. I enjoyed these. Except for that recap episode. That was pretty lame. Yeah. Three out of four were pretty good. Yeah. I don't know. If This is a pretty long show at this point, honestly. So if I was watching this week to week on TV, maybe I wouldn't mind a recap every once in a while. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I... We could be doing plot things, though. I, plot things. Yeah. I mean, I don't disagree. It's trying to be generous. I can see it totally being as a thing of a benefit for, like, any kids that are like, oh, hey, you gotta watch this cool new show, but I haven't watched it from the beginning. Oh, that's fine. Next week's gonna be, like, a recap. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I see, I I understand the purpose of it. I understand the logic, but I, still fine. I mean, that, I'm almost certain that's not the purpose. The purpose is to give them an extra week out on production. I, oh, yeah, no, I, I'm sure. Like, I don't know, it could also be for that, too, because that was, like, early 2000s, so, like, streaming and, like, other yeah, stuff wouldn't that, it be as prevalent yeah, or whatever. That's true, that's true. But, uh, you know, I mean, usually, I mean, almost every time I've heard something about a recap episode, it was to give the production team extra time. Probably also that, too, because, yeah, this is, like, their first, this is the first Heisei, so, eh, Heisei show. Yeah, yeah, it's true. So they're probably like, how the fuck do we do this, guys? They've been going pretty smooth on production so far, but yeah, I can see them needing an extra week every once in a while. Um, yeah. So this has been Journey Through DecaCast. I, I guess I, I did have one more point before we ended. This, okay. It, struck, I, it had not struck me before this episode, and it honestly should have, but it was a little weird. Uh, we've brought up several times how the Gronki have a lot of, um, like, gender ambiguous people on them. Uh, in the Grunky team? Yeah. Yeah. It, isn't it a little weird that they're all gender ambiguous and none of the main characters are? That that's, like, exclusively reserved for the bad guys? I just thought of this... it. Like, that's weird. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I guess I kind of just always chalked it up to weird fashion choices. I get... Uh, maybe. I don't know. All of the main characters are very normal in a way so but godai and ichijo are totally crushing on each other that's that's yeah. true that's true but they they're very mm. traditional manly men in their own way i don't know it just struck me as weird but uh, it's it is a little weird it feels like i'm not sure yeah i i, I could see that i don't know i mean it's kind of the classic thing where it's you know, from like anime and i mean western media plenty of times it's okay for the villains to be deviants which is why, like, you know, everyone loves Team Rocket and stuff. Yeah. It kind of kind of that thing again, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. That 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 is a good question. Uh I guess uh that's uh in Zeo, like, you know, to jump the to, to like jump onto our the, the tracks on our episode separation here. Oh no, like, you're crossing the timelines. A lot of a lot of the Zeo characters are fairly ambiguous. 
So, you know. Yeah. I guess maybe it's just a time thing, but, you know. Well, well there was also that scene, or the, uh, it was, I think, 14.5 episode of Zio, where Decade's talking about being magenta. Oh, yeah. And yeah. they were, they're marking about how before Decade, everything was very dark, set, set masculine colors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. And yeah, I it's, about that. it's only after decade that we've gotten like softer colors and pastels. Yeah, that's yeah true. they they did specifically say like on production we felt we could make the characters less strictly masculine coded after her decade. So you know, yeah, that's the thing. You know, and like again, media in the two thousand versus media now. Yeah, yeah, that that is yeah. that is also nineteen ninety nine was a very different time. You you all you always have to remember when watching this stuff it was almost 20 years ago yeah yeah i do sometimes forget how long ago this was but also that doesn't excuse them if they're doing something shitty but no it doesn't doesn't. excuse it but it explains it yeah yeah but uh yeah i don't know i was just thinking about that it it struck me it, it just struck me that i hadn't thought about it before this episode so that's true but yeah fun kugu was fun this week yeah, it was fun. It was an enjoyable set of episodes. Yeah, I was in two, three out of four of them. Yeah, I look forward. The the rest of the go look pretty fun. I'm I'm curious what they're gonna be like. Yeah, and considering we've got like twenty episodes left, I'm very interested in, to see where this storyline. <laughs> man, goes. I can't wait to see how they start trying to wrap this up. I know it's oh man. I I still haven't. I'm still uh, ambiguous on whether I like the fact that they're all cool now rather than just being human trash piles i but you know the human trash piles were also cool just in their own way they were so lovable Blue moon. um but yeah again this has been journey through the decacast <laughs> where we're still a podcast located on the internet at journey through the where on the website you can find links to our network's twitter which is at riceball underscore fm Along with uh, the host Twitters that's at the bottom of the page. That's how the webpage is constructed. Um, if you'd like to dispute anything we've said or just ask the question, our email is journeythroughdecacast at gmail.com, um, which still is real and exists. And uh, we should be back, uh, you know, next week with whatever the hell we do next week. Yep. Probably a shard of some sort or a mask. Who I mean, knows? I, I got a premiere. Zio, so. Yeah. Oh man, things are happening. Next, next Kuga episode too. We're gonna have a guest. I've now said it on podcast. So who? who oh, it's next. it is legit. It it is set in audio. Okay. Yeah, but who is it? It's a uh, it's a uh, Slack member. Oh, okay. I gotcha. Oh man, I I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna bleep that out. I don't know how he wanted to go by on the internet. So. Eh, that's fair. Eh, fair. It's just going to be mute, and then Chris can be like, oh, yeah, that person. (laughs) It was Slack member. (laughs) Perfect. I'm just going to cut that audio and use it. Just be a dramatic secret for for people who don't already know. But yep, uh, I'm Chris. Have a good night, everybody. Yeah, good night. Yep. We've just been a passing through podcast. Remember that. Jesus fuck, it's still almost two hours with a fucking recap episode in the middle. What the hell, guys?